0: Hey, I'm Rich, and I'm Ruben, and welcome back to Clarity, where we uh, explore the ideas and experiences that shape how we think and live. And Ruben, I feel like I haven't seen you or talked to you in ages.
1: Yeah, man, but it's been only a week, so uh, <laughs> and we're looking really bad right now. If people, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm yeah. glad that this is a podcast, like an audio podcast, and not a video podcast, because otherwise. Yeah, that would have been like really sad for me. Me too. The
0: bed, even more so for me. I am, um, I have a lot of hair on my head, and it does crazy things.
1: It's really funny. Uh, it's really funny hair, but mine is like spiky and messy, and I don't know where it's going. But yours, yours here could we be are.
0: justifiably attractive. Like your your hair would be movie movie bedhead. Like
1: Like. All right. This- <laughs> yeah, mine's <laughs> okay.
0: like not even cute. All right. So, why is our are, is our hair crazy? Why? At nine forty eight in the morning, Ruben and I typically would ha- be on our game. We'd probably have some food in us. We will have each have run for about half an hour, four or five minutes an hour, um, and we would have gotten a lot of work under our belts. Today, there was some severe weather going through our area that woke me up. That messed me up. Um, fortunately, I got
1: tornado warnings, man. It was bad.
0: Yeah. I uh, I was wondering if my roof was going to stay on, honestly, for part of it. Wow. So fortunately it has. And I've texted all my people um, asking to make sure everyone's okay. Um, I'm obviously going to check up on that because if they're not okay, they're not going to respond. The most not okay. So um, mm-hmm. let's continue to pray for those who've been negatively affected. But uh, anyway... That's what's been going on in our lives. Social distancing has kind of put a challenge in friendships and working it's stuff weird. We're have, podcasting I have, I again.
1: Seen, I haven't seen like real people in long time. Like other than my wife, of course. I was gonna say your your like, wife is
0: it, she exists.
1: I mean she's she's she and I, her and I, we're one, so it doesn't count. <laughs> another person. Another person that it's not my beloved wife, which I'm not complaining, but it's uh i mean it's becoming a new normal i guess my my mind is slowly adjusting to the fact that uh the routine is so different uh i need to be really intentional with what i'm eating because i'm not moving as much as i used to right and yeah not to shame you guys because i'm actually not doing well with that in that (laughs) aspect but uh yeah i mean there's a lot of people that have been posting in social media that after this uh uh, virus and after this uh, what is it called uh, pandemic or stay at home you should be a better person you should read a <laughs> book, you should do this you should do that and I like I liked a post that actually scratch everything and say yes. no you're doing fine you're just yes. doing fine so this is the, the bottom line of this is just as long as you're doing fine don't worry about reading one book or 30 books don't worry about working out 7 or 100 million times a day as long as you're doing fine, you're developing your character, you feel good with yourself, don't compare yourself with others. That's what I'm learning.
0: Bro, it's so crazy how peep-judgy people can be. Um, <laughs> and I, that's you're, my judging, my, about, you're, you're judging people. You're judging judgy people. For, I know. All right. Yeah. What, what was that Michael Scott quote?
1: The, you're not part of society. Society yeah. made me this way. Yeah. Just, yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway. Um, Oh, my sister in law probably doesn't listen to this podcast, but she started watching The Office. We had a we had a we had dinner with her over over uh over Zoom, which I I despise Zoom as you're aware. Um, I know, but yeah, and uh, she was talking about how she watches The Office now, so there you go. Um, anyway, so today we're gonna kick off our Clear Truth series. Ruben and I were both pastors. We're both were pastors because we're um we're Christians and we're Christians that have found meaning in life from what the Bible teaches, and can keep on going when there's a storm warning and we feel like our roofs are going to go off. Can keep on going when everyone thinks we're sleeping when we're in fact we're working way more than usual. We can keep going <laughs> when yeah. we're not sure of the future because. Of what we find in the Bible, and the powerful Bible truths um, that make Jesus far more attractive than a traditional um, "quote unquote" or fundamentalist perspective um, than what you may have heard uh, growing up, than or maybe what you think Christianity is from popular culture.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and by fundamentalist, like there's a lot of meanings by that, and, sure. Uh, we just kind of, we just, I don't know how to like uh, summarize when you say fundamentalist, how, how would you like do, like do like an easy, explain me like I'm five, what fundamentalism means?
0: Um, fundamentalist, basically when I use fundamentalist there, um, if you're five, um, I would say some people believe things because other people important to them believe them.
1: mm Okay. That's and that's nice. so
0: fundamentalism is generally believing something because it's what you believed or because it's what someone important to you believed.
1: Hmm. Okay,
0: uh, generally that now because you're five, I'd say that th- it can get more complex than that, and I don't want to make a straw man, but that's generally fundamentalism or quote unquote yeah, creedalism.
1: Yeah. So, um, I guess. The title of today is Everyone's a Theologian, and yes. we are pastors. We have this professional formation. I don't know uh, how, and there's another, that's a rant moment, I guess, when uh, whatever we learned at the seminary in undergrad, uh, actually it's not that useful for everyday ministry uh, in a certain degree. But I I feel that it should be at some point. You should uh, be able to integrate those things, but well, rant away.
0: No, 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 Um, you're, you're right. Okay. So uh, do we have to end that rant? Because I think it's something that in the cancel culture, I think in, in those who are seminary graduates, like you and I, Ruben, we went to the same seminary around the mm -hmm. same time and we we finished the same time and hired in the same conference and live an hour and a half from apart from each other. Um, Yeah. It's when you're saying that, like, oh, what we learned in the seminary isn't relevant for the day to day. I'm like, maybe you're doing it wrong, (laughs) yeah, Um, or maybe you did it wrong at the seminary, because ultimately, like, they're not going to teach you how to do every little thing, but the tools should be are there to empower you and help enrich you. Because true, um, yeah. For example, and I think maybe not the day to day, but certainly the long term, because. If you build a ship, if you build a ship, if you build a building with the wrong foundation, it's you're going to be able to still live in that ha- building, and 364 days a year, you're probably going to be fine. But then that one day a year when the extreme winds come, that's when your the lack of foundation hurts you. And so, I think the seminary education is powerful and helpful. I think it's helpful here because what we're doing is we're seeing that. With clear truths and especially with this, this topic, it's all about the foundation and everyone yeah. makes so anyway.
1: And well, going, going to this uh, along these lines, I guess, I don't know, like in different uh, uh, like roles or in different uh, professions, if they experience this same issue, uh, at least when I talk to my wife, she's, she's a social worker. Mm-hmm. Uh she deals with people and most of the things that she's working at, I mean, uh with uh with her in her current position, mm-hmm. she says, like, I haven't I haven't learned this from college. It was just pure experience and just learning how to mess things around. Uh your wife is uh is a teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh probably she was taught uh like uh ways to teach, but like probably not the day by day things. So probably I'm just being like just silly and ranting about things that are found also in different professions as well. So,
0: uh, (laughs) well at Southern she got a lot of practical education. Um, yeah.
1: Well, as we, as I I mean, I did that as well in undergrad, I had that as well, but well, yeah, yeah,
0: it's the thing with our practical education is that it's like, we got practical education basically being elders or Bible workers, but we didn't really get practical education being pastor administrators,
1: yeah. Like That's you, why I'm. I'm a human. I'm a Adventist human. Yes, we hashtag, are. Hashtag hashtag uh, Caleb and Twitter.
0: Oh man, that guy's yeah. so awesome. He really, he really plugged us hardcore. Like yeah, he really was, put us out there, out there, and.
1: It was powerful episode, by the way. I, yeah.
0: Thank you, Caleb.
1: Yeah. All right, so now we're going to everyone's a theologian. You say you have some definitions, uh, Rich, right there. I'm glad that we're finally making this a reality. The clear truths. I can't even pronounce truth properly, but I'm glad that it's happening. I'll be struggling with the remaining of this series, but yeah.
0: Sure. All right. So let's let's define theology. Theology. So here's some Merriam-Webster definitions. We're gonna go over theology, theologian, and systematic theologian, and then we're gonna talk a bit about why, for our intents and purposes, we we are going to diverge a little from these and say, in some way, everyone is a theologian. So, theology, according to Webster's, I'm going to give you three basic definitions. Theology, the study of religious faith, practice, and experience, especially the study of God and of God's relation to the world. So, theology can be the study of religious faith, practice, and experience. So, that's any religion. It doesn't have to be Christian, and it doesn't have to be um, a theist. But here, it's especially, this in, as it's used in English here, the study of God and of God's relation to the world. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: A theological, number two, a theological theory or system. Examples. Thomas theology.
1: Yeah, when theology you say uh, Adventist theology, uh, Baptist yes. theology, yes. we usually refer to that as a, yeah. Or a sum evangelical, of all beliefs,
0: fundamentalist, theology. Catholic, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that's a way to use the term theology. And the third one,
0: you, a usually four-year course of specialized religious training in a Roman Catholic major seminary.
1: All right, that's the Merriam-Webster's definition. I actually had to go through a five-year undergrad. Uh, that's how undergrads are in Peru. So okay, I'm yeah. Okay, Mister Five Year. All right. <laughs> okay. All, all, all undergrads are five years in Peru. So, I mean, the main ones instead of four years that you have here in the U.S. But, well, yeah. So, theologian. Uh, here I see that definition is a specialist in theology. Specialist sounds a little, uh, like, scary. You know, a scary word. Like, when you say, Rich is a specialist in comic books, you know. A specialist carries the You're word not. specialist. See, you are scared to claim it because the word specialist carries a lot of weight. And this is why we're going to talk about this, this uh, idea, everyone's a theologian. We are scared to call ourselves theologians because uh, apparently the word carries a lot of meaning. Okay. And the third one, a rich is systematic theologian. Go ahead.
0: A branch of theology concerned with summarizing the doctrinal traditions of a religion, such as Christianity, Especially with a view to relating the traditions convincingly to the religion's present day setting. Oh man, it's it's clear that Merriam-Webster is coming from a um an atheist perspective, um or at least an outside Christianity really? perspective. Oh yeah, because it, it refers to the teachings as traditions, and I think in our in our Christian group, you and I differentiate. Well, when I gave you the five year old thing, it's like, well, that's just tradition, and. In a lot of ways, well, here's the even thing, we here's differentiate the thing. tradition from Bible teaching. But in a way, Bible yeah. teaching is a tradition. It's just a tradition with higher authority.
1: I think it's semantics because uh, there okay. are some uh, denominations. There are some denominations that are comfortable saying the word, using the word traditions. You know, I guess in our SDA background, uh, Seventh Day Adventists, we are like a little uncomfortable with that word. But there are some other uh, traditions that. Or <laughs> literally traditions that, uh, or or denominations that they don't they don't mind using the word. Uh, tradition. And, and I guess, yeah. Speaking of traditions, check my latest tweet about uh, brownies being a seven day Adventist tradition. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, I also like the one about pizza being a Saturday night tradition.
1: Yes. Yes. And we, we need to start new traditions, but we as seven day Adventists we are afraid with that word. But let's let's keep going. Uh, the question sure. that. That goes here uh, after these definitions is how can everyone be a theologian? How can you be a theologian? We're scared of the word. Uh, you say I'm not a theologian, I didn't go to school uh, but according to the first definition, if you put it in a different note, I guess, is the study of a religious practice, a religious faith and experience. You know what I guess when you have a spiritual life, you approach those things, right? Sure, or I'd, I'd say it like this. That.
0: Yeah, here's here's how I'd say it. I, well, maybe we can find a different word because there isn't. We're just keeping it. It's like this: not yeah. everyone is a chef, but everyone okay. is a cook. Now, even then, I'm being liberal All right, because. But,
1: but are you are you are you reserving the word theologians for the specialized people?
0: No, I'm saying because there isn't different one. Let's just use it for everybody. So in a lot of ways, not everyone's a chef theologian, but everyone is a cook-level theologian. And the thing is, you're either okay. cook-level, meaning everyone does this. You say, well, I'm not okay. a cook. Well, it's like, well, you're just refusing to be a cook, but you can be. Yeah. You're just a good one, probably not. An able one, a safe one, maybe not. But and here's, So here's the challenge, right? Here's what we're saying. We're saying is that every single one of us Takes the world around us and explains it
1: Okay, in relation to the supernatural
0: yeah. and has a view of the supernatural that dominates how we understand the world or an understanding of the world that dominates how we view the supernatural, both of it going in a loop, kind of. That is present within every single human mind with every singer and songwriter, with every artist, gotcha, with every gotcha, storyteller, gotcha. with every five-year-old or three-year-old or two-year-old asking a question.
1: Okay. So that, that makes more sense now. Uh, I can, I can, uh, agree with you now. I was not before. No, just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> okay. that, 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 uh, what, what I see as well is that, I mean, these terms, uh, they carry a lot of weight historically, at least I, I can just go back a little uh, in, in history and their time and like medieval ages where uh religion was or theology was reserved to some people mm-hmm. you know uh some certain uh specific uh priests or or like high clergy positions, you know they are the only ones that can do theology, and the other people the the normal citizen can only just receive the theology from those guys. And mm. I feel that's a little uh, damaging to the point that even today, we, we feel the consequences of that. Um, yes, even that the, in, in a practical way, when some church members approach me and they say, you know, pastor, you pray for me because your prayer goes higher. You know, pretty much they say, if you pray yes. for me, God will listen to you more. Or they say, hey, pastor, if you, you, know, you should know all the Bible and all the questions, right? So you answered me this question. So sure. those, those thoughts, uh, in a practical way, they are a reality that, uh, unfortunately, it's still a consequence of uh, making this distinction of clergy and lady and not believing in priesthood of all believers. Hmm. Which, if you don't know what priesthood of all believers is, is that belief that we all have access to God equally, not hmm. because of our profession. Uh, just, no, but because of our, uh, we are all human beings that because of Christ, we're able to access him equally.
0: Mm. Bro, you just hit a lot of nails. And I think it's so interesting because the the whole clergy-laity distinction puts a big should in there. And to yeah. quote Rob Bell, I think too often, we should all over ourselves. Mm. And we make a big mess because we mm. take these shoulds and we restrict and then we create a supposed reality or an ideal reality that is not best and is not accurate even. Um, because mm. the thing is, we, even while they said, "No, no, you're lady, you're lady, you're not good enough. Just let the clergy do it. Just let the clergy do it." Even while that is happening, within our hearts and minds, we are still doing theology.
1: Yes, yes.:
0: So really, if I could define theology, theology? is thinking about God and the world and explaining it.
1: Yeah. All people matter to God. All theologies matter in the sense that all theologies, we think those people, uh, when they actually uh, struggle with the word of God, when they uh, have these experiences that shape how they think and live, <laughs> you see what I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and the reality is that even if you are not aware of it, you, by, by by this church member telling me, pastor, your prayer goes higher. That's his or her theology. Yes. That's their theology saying like, my God is not, my God is not a God that is accessible. And that also informs. Or
0: they're not good enough to access.
1: Or or, exactly. I'm not good enough. These are just selected people. Yes.
0: So, okay, Ruben, we're touching something very powerful about theology that since this is an intro for the series is probably appropriate that truths interact. I've talked about systematic theology. So yeah. truths interact. If you believe one thing about God, and then you say you also believe something else about yourself, you can say you believe both things, but reality is to truly believe both sometimes is impossible. And you're truly it's gonna it's like a teeter totter where or a seesaw. What what do you call what would you call that thing? Spiral. Um, a hermeneutical spiral, oh. we'll get into that. But what's that yeah. uh, That toy with a, you know, where it's basically a lever system and you're the, the ballast is in the middle and one kid goes up, the other goes down. Did you play, play with That's one of those a seesaw, as a kid? Right? Seesaw, That's yeah. a seesaw, right? Yeah, the thing about the seesaw is within right. are you, the are system... Quizzing,
1: are you quizzing my English? I
0: don't know. It's, here's the funny <laughs> thing. It's not quizzing your English. It's regional. Okay. It's regional. So right. I'm curious what I really it's funny in some ways I may be asking what what Cassie would call it if I'm asking you what you would call it yeah because right. um, you know there's parts of the country where people call soda pop yeah 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 which is really weird because it's soda um, anyway <laughs> so think about the seesaw we or teeter-totter lost, we just
1: lost we just lost like all our the, viewers the that are from the Midwest yeah it's okay Cassie Cassie stopped watching right now or oh, listening yeah
0: yeah of course she stopped yeah. watching but um. Yeah. <laughs> she woke up <laughs> So anyway, because it's only a anyway. So this one or the other, you either up or down. One side is either up. If one side's up, the other's down. And you know, if you think that, um, God, if you're not good, so it's like you're saying, oh, God's good enough to hear me. I'm not good enough for God to hear me. You Mm -hmm. can't have both. If you're saying that I'm not good enough for God to hear me, that affects God's goodness. His willingness to work with you, his love for you. You see, it's all connected. And so it's like people can say, Even if you oh, don't want to admit it. Yes, like, oh, I believe in a loving God who loves us and is doing everything for us and respects our choice and isn't, doesn't and judges fairly. Okay, you believe that. And then you might say, "Oh, but I also believe that he's going to torture and um, burn us in hell eternally and consciously if we do mm-hmm. not accept him. That's a teeter totter situation. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, so hermeneutical spiral—that's a complex one. We might want to talk into. about that.
1: Yeah, probably not now. But I think we talked yes. about this. We we briefly mentioned hermeneutical spiral in the episode bias. of the table of truth and bias. Yeah. So yes. go back to that episode. Uh, I like that episode as well because we're touching a little bit with this as well. You you may not know that you have your bias towards your theology, and I not. I mean that's. That's truth, you know, That that's true, like, you know, all, all people. But uh, you say that that affects our picture of God and that a picture of God is not only a theological statement. It's also a practical uh, um, concept because you day by day live by this concept of God yes. and your actions, your behaviors. Not that we are actions or behavior center, but they are informed by the theology, which is the engagement that you have or the understanding that you have of God. So it's, it's really, it's really, it's beautiful because that also confirms that God created us us, as holistic beings, you know, that uh, we are not like separate things where, and that also informs our, our way to have a good emotional connection with other people, uh, how we Mm -hmm. treat our neighbors, uh, like stuff like that. It's, it's really connected. Uh um, yes. so, so how how can we do like with this? You know, how uh how can we have a better understanding of who God is? Uh in my life, that helped a lot when I I mean I started coming from a, a really traditional culture where uh God was a person that will judge you in your every single action that you do or don't do. And that informed my lifestyle, man. I mean, mm. I have really loving parents, thankfully that Help me to at least have a understanding that God is a loving God. But if it wasn't for them, I would have thought like, hey, God is like really unfair. You know, I was really afraid of God. I'll be honest. When I was a kid, I was afraid of God. And I just wonder like how many people are afraid of God. And Mm. that also informs their day by day. And nowadays in this situation with the virus and uh, expectations and, and fears, how did they go about it day by day, you know, being afraid of that God in this uh, uncertainty? Uh, who do you go to?
0: Well, <laughs> hmm. okay. And exactly. And so it's, you covered a lot of interesting stuff here, Ruben. Let's point something very clear. If, um, let's say you don't believe in God right now, I would say, well, hey, you don't believe in God. Because of the theology you have, or vice versa. It's like this where uh, Ty Gibson has this cool story um, you find on YouTube or digma.com. And um, he share. it's called Atheist Two. And he talks with an atheist about how they don't believe in God. And instead of saying, Well, I do believe in God, I'm a pastor, he asks, Well, what kind of God do you not believe in? And the atheist began sharing with him his theology, <laughs> the version of God that he finds unacceptable and thus doesn't believe him. And so it's interesting because he's like, yeah, I'm an atheist too. To the guy, he's like, what, you are? He's like, yeah, I don't believe in a God like that at all. And then he shares, and he's like, asked, what kind of God would you want to believe in? Which brings another point up. the Our theology, and this is Dr. Stephen Bauer with my he taught says he taught theology, Christian theology one and two, to me at undergrad, at a Southern Adventist University, Woot Woot, my alma mater. Um, and this, he was my favorite classes. This blew my mind that your theology is either a reflection of you or a reflection of what you would want God to be. Mm. So a lot of atheists, I'm trying to think who would um, I don't know if Nietzsche uh, said close to this could be attributed, but. Man, in the beginning, man made God in his image, quote unquote. Have you heard that before? No. In the beginning, quote unquote, man made God in his image. That is a, a cry of atheists. I think Richard Dawkins would certainly identify with that, even if it's not directly his quote, um, which is this idea that man has made God in order to make life more bearable and create a simpler explanation of life. And I think it's interesting how that actually is descriptive of what we do, but not descriptive of the actual origin of God. I think it's they're right in some way
1: because that statement, I guess that statement carries some some kind of truth in the aspect that we just mentioned before. Yes. But we don't know. I mean, we don't form God. We get to know him because he reveals to us. Well, I, I don't know if you watched the episode of Advent Next with uh, Dr. Peckham about certainty about the Bible. There's a beautiful clip on, that I just saw and I just shared on Facebook that he says- Advent Next uh, is so good. Yeah, and and they say like, he, he's explaining, Say you about certainty about God, certainty about the Bible. You cannot be 100% sure in anything. Just like I think we're struggling so much in, in, in being 100% sure. But that's a really uh, something idealistic. You choose where to put your faith. On you choose what to trust uh, up to a certain degree. Like uh, he put a beautiful example about certainty, about your theology, about uh, your I- idea of God. Uh, you love your wife. I love my wife. Mm. Uh, uh, but how can we can we be sure that our wives love us? How can we be sure that our, our yes. I mean, we we have this assurance. Uh, uh, i mean i i I know that she loves me but there's an element of trust that involves for me there's an element of trust that involves me trusting that she loves me a lot and that's this relationship aspect i need to uh put myself there and Mm -hmm. uh have this uh leap of faith but she has given me many reasons for me to love her Mm. but it is the aspect of ultimate trust i'm not her but I know that she loves me
0: mm. and
1: that is my trust. The same thing is our engagement with theology, our engagement with the Bible, our engagement with religion. And and that's the same thing that people uh, choose when they also, uh, they choose to take God out of the picture. They choose to believe more in uh, this or those findings and this or those uh, conceptions. So I guess it's a matter of what do we want to put in our minds and how we want to fill those voids.
0: Mm. Yeah, what do you want to believe? What's your ultimate, your point of authority is pretty important. Like, for example, let's keep the illustration of our our wives' love. So what's the ultimate point of authority? Is it their words? Mm. Is it our perception of their actions? It is their love. Well, okay, here's the thing, right? Their love is not a concrete thing. Exactly. It's communicated in a variety of ways and or miscommunicated or misunderstood. For example, have you ever, you and uh Cassie, ever gotten into an argument where part of the theme was that you or she said something and you were sure, no, no, when you said it, you meant this. Like, yes, you, yes. It's, but they're like, no, no, I meant this. It's like, oh, but yes. your tone was like this. Surely you, you were being disrespectful. It's like, no, I, I wasn't. You're just trying to save it. Have you, We've had that kind of thing before once or mm-hmm. twice. And um, mm-hmm. ultimately, like you said, Ruben, um, even with the human relationship, the point of authority of questioning what are you really going to believe is true, right? So for uh, you and me, I have found that God's word is authoritative and consistent when rightly understood. Mm -hmm.
1: That's how we choose to fill that void, and we trust that uh, that relational aspect is going to fulfill our needs and also reveal us more about this God that we choose to believe in. We have doubts, we have questions, but we choose to believe in him, and that's our theology, and that informs our actions.
0: Yeah, not every—I listen to a podcast regularly that's done by atheists and skeptics and former Christians. Um, Their names are Ross Blotcher and Carrie Poppy. And um, I was, you know, there's times when I don't listen to it because the stuff they're investigating is not interesting. But recently they've interviewed some COVID-19, read into some COVID-19 myths and stuff. And um, they were talking about Mormon theology. And they have this, the Mormons have this saying that they, because they studied under Catechism for Mormon Faith. And even got baptized, even though they're like, listen, guys, we don't believe this. And they're like, it's okay, still get baptized, it will change you. And so they did, but um, that they're like, oh, if you find something and you don't fully understand it or you struggle with it, just put it on the shelf for later, you'll ask God later. You've heard something like that before, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess the difference really is we shouldn't, if ever, since everyone is a theologian, no one really puts anything on a shelf that they're not willing to put it on the shelf. I guess it's yep. kind of the and difference. Like going, going. even still though your with... uncle may want you to put it on the shelf, doesn't mean you're actually putting it on the shelf. They may say, don't yeah. worry about it. And you're like, yes, uncle, I want to be a good Christian. I'll say yes. Or, yes, pastor, it's on the shelf. Don't worry, mom and dad. I don't, I don't think about evolution at all. When in reality, you do, you do think about yeah. evolution. They haven't answered your questions properly. Yeah. You're still struggling to to fill in the boxes and, help it make sense and be comfortable with it. But listen, yeah. your theological journey is your theological journey. Don't be and, shamed by anybody into just accepting because they say so, you yeah. know, own it, accept it. You're a theologian. You're good enough to be on this and to struggle through it and to fight through it and to trust what makes sense to you. Um, and don't be shamed into thinking that you need to trust someone else to do it.
1: Yes. and, Going back to the, the I mean going back to the analogy of marriage, uh, like if that were the case, if you needed to have 100% certainty in order to get married, no one will get married. Yes. No one will get married. and um, we choose to take, take that leap of faith, uh, the same thing with God. it's, it's a journey as you, as you mentioned, it's a journey. It's a journey and the journey it's not like you flip the switch and oh, I'm not theologian now and I have all this knowledge about God no it's a journey where you struggle. Uh, with the word of God, you have questions, and uh, it's not like you have to accept all of them by faith. But keep uh, the same thing with with my, I the first the first times the first weeks when I got married. It's you need to keep going, keep going, and uh, mm. uh, get shaped by this other human being that is sleeping next to you, uh, or and, and and living and sharing intimate uh, moments and and experiences and everything. So that that is also a spiral that helps you to get more connected with your spouse I, I i feel it's a beautiful analogy um and i found the analogy in the bible as well god uh uh showing the analogy of husband and wife as a uh an analogy of uh, his relationship with with his people mm. and well that that has been this has been a really wonderful conversation rich uh Like, you have any other stuff to share? We can go to the uh, reflection points or, uh, yeah, let's do
0: some. Yeah, let's do some. Let me just share something with you guys. Um, I want to share three points or four points that are going to affect your picture of God. Um, your personality is going to affect how you interact with people and your, your picture of God. Um, everyone, you know, there were four gospels and one and one Jesus, right? So yep. there's aspects of our journey with God and points of articulation that can be slightly different and nuanced based on who we are, and that's okay. Um, number two, there, your autobiography is going to deeply impact your picture of God And this process. That includes, so I called it uh, autobiography, not autobiography, right, Ruben? There's a yep. reason why. The difference between a biography and autobiography is someone else writes your biography, you write your own autobiography. and. It's not just what's happened to you that impacts you. It's how you've internalized what happens to you. So what's happened to you, the results of your actions, how you were taught versus how you internalized what you taught. You were taught. That impacts your life stage also impacts your theology. At certain stages of your life, there's going to be certain issues that are going to come up or be more or less important to you. There are certain stages of life in which sexuality will be more or less important to you there's certain stages of life in which um, death is going to be more or less important to you. Um, and also the Bible, hopefully your are understanding the ultimate rock of authority and what you're using is going to impact um, your picture of God. And I also have, a, I, I'm going to leave you time to, to react a little bit to that Ruben. And then I want to give us a few questions that will help us reflect seven questions to help us reflect and think about, how we, our theological journey as theologians, (laughs) our journey Mm -hmm. and creating a picture of God that is cohesive and makes sense and is worth believing.
1: All right. You have the questions there?
0: Okay, (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) Um, By the way, it's, you know, right now my power is out. My power went out about 10, 10, 15 minutes ago. And So, but fortunately I have, I'm using Mac battery and I'm using data instead of Wi-Fi. So we're good still. All right. Um, We're alive. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So what, so question one, what do you love the most about God? Or in other words, what characteristic of God excites you the most?
1: Mm, Think about that question.
0: Yeah. You use the marriage metaphor, Ruben. You're never going to know. But the question is, you don't just marry the person because it's like, well, I should. It's because there's something attractional about them. You want to. You have the desire to, right? Power mm-hmm. is back. Power is back. Right. Hallelujah. Right. It's because you want to. It's because you desire to. It's because that's something you want to. So why? What do you like? What excites you the most about God? Number two, why do you love that? Or why does that excite you, right? Um. Number three, why do you believe the Bible teaches this? Again, we're assuming a mm. bibliocentric theology. Four, what evidence is there in your life that this is true about God?
1: So I, I, think, I think, Rich, it can be a good exercise for you guys uh, to pause this, uh, yeah. this audio, uh, reflect about each question, and then continue. That could be
0: good. Um, Perhaps I can also have these in the show notes so you can take 20 minutes and pray over them. Um, Mm -hmm. Either or. I'm just going to take a minute and uh, fix my display real quick. Um, I can.
1: uh, You got it. You got it. The third question, right? I can read the fourth one.
0: Yeah. Keep going. Keep going.
1: Okay. The fourth is. Well, no. What evidence is there in your life that this is true about God? remember what evidence is there in your life that this is true about God. And the next question is what stands between you and loving God or being excited by his character? What stands there? What is the, 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 the barrier or something? Uh, the second to last question is what do you love the least about God? Uh, why that's,
0: I got in trouble with that question, by the way, I used it. Really? In, um, I used it in a prayer meeting. And uh, yeah. one of the guys was like, I don't like that question. I was like, fair enough, fair enough. And um, yeah, another guy who's like, hey, that, that could be taken as blasphemous. And I was like, okay, let me, let me explain that question for you. Yeah. Actually, let, the, let me read the follow-up. I think that's going to help explain it. Um, read really? it. Why do you think that thing is true? Why do you think that thing is true? And then the mm-hmm. two follow-ups to that are, are you sure it's taught in the Bible? And Mm -hmm. then are you sure it best matches your life experience? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah, man, Steve jobs reportedly stopped believing God because he went to his youth pastor and showed a, a time magazine cover page of children, uh, dying of AIDS and starvation in Africa with their stomachs swollen. How could God allow this? Right. And the answer is, you know, the God of Love doesn't exist for Steve Jobs. That was his best way of matching um, the information with the It's Okay, bump up. They both can't exist. Are you sure that's true? You know, if you're struggling with God, if you think He's that way, are you sure that's true? Are you sure that's actually Him? You know, I think it's something helpful to talk through. These questions are meant to help you um, positively construct. Take good things and put them on your table of belief and also deconstruct. Take the garbage and take it off of your table because, you know, Reuben, God exists. He is love. He is just. He is fair. There are misunderstandings of Bible texts. There's misunderstandings of interaction of truth that make him out to be awful.
1: Yeah, and um, just as a conclusion, and for me, a moment of clarity, I'm not claiming to have the truth. The truth Mm. is bigger than myself, and Mm. uh, I'm every day. I want to encourage myself to be a theologian, not Mm. in the like logical sense, but in the experiential relationship sense. And these questions also help to dig deep into your life and realize where where you're standing, because you can claim yourself to be a Christian at the same time not be one. And the other way around, you, you think that you don't have what it takes, quote unquote, have what it takes in order to be a Christian, but maybe you are mm. the most honest Christian. Um <laughs> mm. uh, I remember the story well. of Jesus. Yeah, this the peril of Jesus, the Pharisee and the and the publican uh, or tax collector. The publican tax collector that was uh, they were in the in the in the the temple and mm. the one was saying, Hey, I'm so such a good Christian, if you may put it in today's terms and the other guy was like I don't have what it takes God just be merciful with me and and Jesus said the second guy it's not because he he put himself the label as christian or a follower of God the second god is the 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 kind of people that we mm-hmm. are uh the, the, we need to be and and not and and we need to be doesn't mean change your behavior it's just like be uh able to let God work in our lives but that is my moment mm. of clarity and rich i appreciate these questions thank you for outlining this conversation it was a beautiful way to share with our listeners that you are a theologian you listener yes you you the one that we're, we're pointing at you yes uh you are a, a theologian and uh we're glad that there's more theologians than just the ones that go to formal school mm. uh there's enough uh and and there, there's a lot of theologians in this world. Actually, all humanity is a theologian, and uh, we uh, challenge you to keep developing that relationship with uh, your highest priorities in life and, and your, your struggles and doubts with your, the, the being that, uh, that is God.
0: Mm. You know, Ruben, amen, man. You know, the, I mentioned that I got flack for question six. It's good.
1: It's, it's good, good that
0: that person told me, hey, no. And I'm like, okay, why no? Okay. We don't ask
1: those questions here.
0: here here's why I said why yes. Here, here's why I ask it. I hear why you don't think it should be asked but, or why you struggle with it. And hey, I can be wrong. Thank you, right? Um, yeah. It's good. And so here I have a benediction for us. And so the, my moment of clarity is that, that, you know, it's so that everybody is a theologian. You are doing it. Let's wake up and realize we're doing it and do it well. Not trusting them as experts, but challenging the experts and seeking to understand and question through why we believe what we believe. So, or why we don't believe, why we don't believe. Um, I have a little benediction for us today. May you discover a picture of God worth believing in and may it be the real one may you believe in him of your own knowledge of your own experience and your own investigation god says you will seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart and at that time he was speaking to a people that i rejected him in a lot of ways and so Mm -hmm. wherever you are in your journey that can apply to you. You will find mm. it. You will find a picture mm. worth believing in. So, um, thank you for the journey today. Thank you for for doing this with me, Ruben. I missed you, man. Thank you for yeah, listening yeah. with us, everybody.
1: Yeah. And you can connect with us. We have a Twitter account, we have a Facebook account, and Twitter is Clarity Underline Podcast. Facebook is fb.com slash Clarity Podcast. You have any episode suggestions or anything? Just share with us we want to know uh, stuff for you get feedback rate, review and share on your favorite podcatcher and social media outlet Uh, thank you for giving us an opportunity of being part of your life for this episode stay tuned for more I'm Ruben and I'm Rich and this was Clarity episode 25